so, uh, cool. You want to tell us what you did? Um, I would like to apologize to all people who listen to this my game is also really, really high for some stupid reason. Um, <clears throat> yes. Stalling. Yes, I'm stalling. Shut up. Um. Stalling? Yeah, what? Here, comrade. Here. Hurry up, okay. Cole. Come on. But, I already I no. can I can already guess what the problem was. Um last week <laughs> during our podcast, I made the mistake of um failing to check my inputs. Uh so when I plugged in my nice Yeti uh microphone, I failed to switch it. It did not switch itself over from sound mixer to Yeti microphone. So you get to listen to me here say absolutely nothing for an entire podcast and people responding to me saying nothing. Uh, yeah! That was fun! Especially since I didn't even notice until Robert uh, messaged me and saying, uh, we have a problem. <laughs> and then showed me the a picture of Audacity with literally nothing in it. That's weird, because, like, I don't know why you wouldn't just happen to look at it once in a while to make sure it's still running. Because I had... I That's ha- exactly what I thought. Yeah. Do you know, just five minutes ago, we were having a conversation about focusing and such, and you <laughs> flying a drone or something, and me saying that you would lose focus and not pay attention and crash the drone. First uh, off... Good time. I did not... First ha- of I- all... <laughs> I will admit, because I had information up, because we were talking about scams at that point last week, if I remember correctly, and we were talking about, um, mine, we were talking about, I was talking about the Minecraft thing, so I had all these different news articles up, and that's what, and I had the audacity behind it, and I never took those articles down until the end. There's so. only one problem with that. What? That was the week beforehand. Was that the week beforehand? Then what were we talking, what were we supposed to be talking about last week then? Oh, we were talking about records. We were talking about records. And that that's what I had that's what I had up then. Mm-hmm. Because I was looking for like, okay, let's find some video game records to see if they actually give a fuck. And apparently nobody gives a damn. Um, about video games? Yeah, they do. About record about play length or anything like that. Because the literally the only one was less than three days. Giddis came out with a whole book dedicated to just video game records. Then why couldn't I find any? I don't know. You're the one who just doesn't Look things I, up, I guess. Why didn't I you went, go back and look at your audacity? I, I can't answer these <laughs> questions, Cole. Hi, everyone, you know, and welcome once again to Turbo, a Soccer Rangers podcast. I'm Cole. I'm the forgetful Green Ranger, apparently. Uh, oh. I am red, off, red and pissed off. <laughs> Tyler. Um... Oh, I don't know what what, what would black be. You're, I'm your the heart panther. Is black. Oh God, your heart I'm is panther. Black. <laughs> I'm the black panther. Ah, yes, that movie. There's, there's going to be so many people pissed off about that. Uh, I guess so. I guess so. <sighs> I apologize. Blah 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 blah. Who watched it? Who watched the Black Panther? I haven't I did. yet. You should have told me you were going. Wait, what do you mean yet? Gone. What do you mean yet, Cole? Because I really want to see this one. Oh, did you see any other ones? Marvel films? Duh, yes. Oh, did you? Uh, I've, seen other, I've, seen, uh, yeah. I've seen others. I've seen others. Yeah. What was the last one you saw? Oh, it's Star Wars. No, the last that I refuse to watch that. It's per- I personally see it as a money grab, so no. Star uh, Wars? Oh. Oh, 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 stop, 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 stop. stop. Whoa. What? Whoa, you can't just <laughs> drop something like that. What? 
Hold on, hold on. I just see Star Wars as a money grab, and you don't see Marvel and all of that? No, 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 no. I... Mm. Okay, hold on. I, I, cause I was, cause, okay, let me explain. Do you, want, do you want a shovel or a backhoe for that hole you're digging? <laughs> Before, I think I'm gonna need a shot. I think I'm gonna need a backhoe and some dynamite. Uh, well, while he's getting his thoughts together, let uh, us go and talk about something very important to us, and that's the ability to keep focus. Oh, fuck yes, you. the ability to keep focus long enough. To be able to go and care for both ourselves and our devices. Mm. Now, there are clearly some people who can't keep their focus long enough to be able to go and check and make sure that the waveforms and their recordings are properly, uh, well, recording. Wow, recording. man. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> like, what a- But you know what somebody like that is even capable of taking care of? Their smartphones and other devices with Volta chargers. Oh, yeah. Okay, Just go and um, bring the cable to the bottom, and there it's done. You don't need to go through that extra step of making sure that you're lined up properly or going to the extra step of going and making sure that's properly inserted. You don't have to focus or, on anything. You literally just throw your phone at it and tick. It just yeah. magnets. I honestly Click didn't see this done. coming. <laughs> You didn't see the advertisement for our very amazing and very hopefully forgiving sponsor? I'm sorry. (laughs) The great people at Volta Chargers would love your business. Check them out, VoltaChargers.com. Anyway, I'm sure you've got your backhoe all nice and ready there, Cole. And my um, dynamite. Yes, yes, please. What do they call... more. What do they call those big mining tools like that have a huge... uh, um, a drill? <laughs> no, no, no. Those big ones, the mi- big mining ones. Oh, the, like the, a the, the ones that have like a uh, circular, uh, a circular feed on there, and a bunch of shovels that just continually go and pull the stuff and go and uh, yeah, yeah, drag out the debris. Yeah, what what the hell are those things called? I don't know. What are they? I don't know. I want to find that out. Tun- I'll go with tunnel maker for now. Do you know what? Anyway. Those listeners at home, uh, email us at soccerrangers at gmail uh, Soccer Rangers Podcast at gmail.com. Soccer Rangers Podcast at gmail.com. There you Don't go. let the angry lady get us. There you go. Soccer Rangers Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Uh, and you can find us on our Twitter and on Facebook. And thanks for it. Thank you for joining us and goodbye. All right. <laughs> okay, oh, wait. That so, was too soon. My bad. Okay. So uh, should I start digging? I, only if you really feel like it. Yeah. I'll, 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 start, I'll dig a small hole. I'll dig a small yeah. hole. Okay. I don't know, man. I mean, we, we're not even live right now, and I'm already getting nasty comments and feedback. Oh, God. <laughs> they feel the, the a disturbance in the force. Um, yeah. Okay. Now, right off the bat, I'm going to say I adore Star Wars. I absolutely adore it. It is one of yes. my favorite franchises in the world. I love it to death. Now, that being said... <laughs> I personally... Oh my god, look at all the angry comments! <laughs> Someone corked the hole, the, the wormhole. Yeah, I don't think it can cork a hole that big. Ugh, the Titanic seemed to work, but anyway. <clears throat> but anyway, guys, going back... How long... Do you guys, off the top of your head, do you remember how long of a time it was between... 
Star Wars episode, uh, the original trilogy of Star, uh, the Return, Revenge of the Sith, all the way up. Re- Revenge to, of the Sith? No, sorry, no, Return of the Jedi. Sorry, up to the, the I, like you mean a New Hope and such. Yes, the trilo- that trilogy up to the new tr- the prequel trilogy. Okay. Oh God, wasn't that like uh, seventeen years, something like that? Now, back then, you- originally. After Do you have some kind of like? Are you got some kind of fan theory here? Like this was another seventeen years, and so you're saying it's no, another money grab? No. Was it another seventeen years? How many years was it? God, it it was moving uh, on. Moving on. No, I, no, I'm, no. I'm really curious about. This. I want to think about this. Okay, so the first ones came out in, or the the prequels came out in the late '90s or early yeah, 2000s. '99 is when. Yeah, '99 is on when uh, Phantom Menace came out. I remember that very vividly, but. Okay, uh, uh, and then it? what did the episode seven come out in? Uh, 2016? 15, 16? I think 2015. 15. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that we is... We had uh, Rogue One in 16, uh, and then we went and had uh, episode eight just this last year. In so that is another 16 years. Like, it's not 17, but it's 16 years. Now, can I get back to what I was going to say? Okay. Yeah, sure, we'll listen. Okay. Sure. Now. Just origi- don't stutter about it too much. No, there was originally going to be about, I think it was about six films or something like that. No, and there wasn't. <laughs> no, let me finish. <laughs> I, From what I remember hearing, and I don't know if it was true or not, but they were saying that there, that he wanted to, he wanted to do, like, he'd only had the money for the three, but he had wanted to do more. And then finally, just before the release of like Return of the Jedi, he's like, "Nope, I'm done. I'm not doing. I'm not going to do them." And like, I'm not. There was no script ever made for them or anything. But he was, originally he said he I thought at least one in or two interviews he had said, "I would like to." He didn't. Ha- he didn't think it would ever happen, but he if we'd like to. That going. I, th- I swear, I also heard a thing him saying that he wanted to do the earlier stuff, but he didn't have the technology. That's why he did the. New Hope stuff first. Maybe. He did. Okay. He did go and tell Mark Hamill when they were done recording uh, Return of the Jedi that he he was going and thinking about doing another trilogy. And yes, he was talking about doing it in like another 10 years because he wanted to wait for technology to progress a little bit Mm -hmm. further. Because at that point, computer-generated imaging was just starting. Yeah. But he later said there was never a script, there was never a solid idea. He just wanted to tell the rise to Vader story. Yeah, mm-hmm. but and, that was all he had. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm not saying that 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 that's what it was that before. He, like I know he probably said he wanted to make those films, but it obviously just never happened. But he just never really talked about it because he obviously didn't have a script. He didn't have any plans for it at that time. Now, what I'm saying is, the time went by. He made those the next batch of films, and then put the the thing to bed, and that was going to be the end of it. And then, of course, there was all of these books and stuff that went behind it. Then they sold... Uh, what year was it? It was like five years ago or something like Five, six years ago. When Disney bought LucasArts. Mm-hmm. I think that's about right. Yeah? Five, six yeah, years ago? Been, been, yeah, been a little bit longer than that. But yeah, I mean, it's been... It was pretty darn... It was before they bought Marvel, I believe. But it was pretty darn close to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm saying this, and then, and then, of course, the th- first thing they dragged out of that thing was like, "Okay, we're making a new Star Wars film." Well, what else would you drag out of Lucas? 
Yeah, I mean. Well, yes, I know that. I understand that, and, and I understand. I understand that. But the thing that I find extremely now, now very recently. They have been talking about, like, okay, and I was like, oh, cool, they're making a new batch of films, cool, 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 and, and I've been a huge fan of the series, the, the, of the series for many, many years, and I, I'm a huge reader, so I've read a lot of the continued universe stuff, going all the way down to the Vong, the Vong War, going all the way down to the Vong War, and I don't know if either of you have ever heard of, heard of the Vong War, or, or something mm-hmm. like that. Hmm? I can't say I've heard of that particular thing, but I'll admit I wasn't fully invested in the extended universe, so... Yeah. Well, very quickly, the Levong were a, a, an insectoid race that were very, very far into the unknown regions, and they essentially took over... They attacked the entirety of the New Republic and essentially took over Coruscant. Okay. And turned it into a hive world. Interesting. Yeah. It was extremely fascinating, in my opinion, and it was an interesting way to go. But there was about 30 years or more of in-the-between foot, not just in time, but I'm like actually like in-universe time there, of like content. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and when Disney came out here and then they bought Star Wars, they were like, awesome, okay, they're going to... I hope they do this. Like, the next part of the story took place within about three years or something like that of the end of the, of the final movie. Uh, which was uh, Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And a part of you were like, oh, cool, cool. And then they're like, nope. None of that exists anymore. Um, I have things to say about everything you just brought up there. And let me, f- okay, let me finish on this. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna but. let you finish. Oh, no, there ain't no but. I'm gonna let him finish. <laughs> Okay, go. The, then after, we're going to be having some fun. I'm okay. And we're going to do this as like a proper debate. You got a time limit. Here is your time limit. I'm going to give okay. you... And the, uh, way that I, and the way that I'm seeing that is... In, and now, if, ever since they fin- they've released the second of the, new tri- of the newest trilogy, and they're going to have one more, they've also said Disney has released at one point... I'm not sure of the exact numbers. Like, for example, during the... the, the um, Super Bowl, they released the solo trailer, the trailer, which looks badass as hell. But, wow, okay. Which I will admit, it looks really, really cool. But that's going back into older content and going back before, like, back in the day, whatever. That's original content, and I'm happy with that. But going back into, like, they've also said that the, over the next 10 years or something like that, they're expecting to release about 20 new films. All of them, like... Keeping that dream alive. Yeah, like, literally, just pumping... The, like, I wouldn't say, well, kicking the horse that's still alive, apparently. Um, and they're going to... And they're not even... And they're not... In most of these stories, apparently, aren't even going to be connected to the Skywalker, the Skywalker family. Is that a bad thing? No, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Like, like, let me, like, let me, personally, I would love a Django, a story about Django or Baba. That would be really cool. And I'm oh. talking about the Fets here, because I'm. Yeah. Uh, didn't you? Oh, fucking just watch Clone Wars, like. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what I mean, like Baba. Clone Fett, Wars is canon. That's part of Disney. That's canon. If you yes. want something to about me, Baba, that's canon. Yes, uh, to me, that's canon. No, it's le- it is it is canon. Legit, it's canon. Yeah. The Clone it. Wars and the Rebel Wars. 
are both canon right now. Yes, yes, they are. And if you want to see, I Baba just don't and like Jenga the way Fett, that I just don't like how they just bam whatever. Anyway, so first because they had Thrawn, there, a huge figure in Thrawn they could have used. But anyway, in my personal a huge opinion, figure in I Thrawn. Think what huge they're... figure? Thrawn. Admiral Thrawn. Yes, G- Grand Admiral Thrawn. The blue guy. Yes, the Chiss. Yeah. What about him? They're not using him. Rob, are they not using him? <laughs> Come on, Rob. I know you watch Rebels and Clone Wars, so tell me, are they not using him? Oh, the Cole, main please. bad guy of Cole, Rebels? Cole, please finish your thoughts. Okay, go, go. Okay, I have okay, notes. Okay, first off, apparently first off, I, first um, of all. I'm just going to say this now to all our listeners. Apparently, I have not been paying very much attention anyways. To stuff like that, but the, what I meant was along. There was a certain trilogy that I really enjoyed that includes the um, lost set of dreadnoughts. I don't know if they brought that back or not, but there was a whole story based around. Um, I, I believe it was a former dark Jedi that helps complete uh, Luke Skywalker's training and also the clones of the of the Emperor, which is a, was a very interesting storyline that I enjoyed. That almost sounds a lot like Darth Maul. Sort of training Ezra Bridger, Bridger a little bit, doesn't it? No, no, no. no. Darth well, Maul. I, I guess I'm wrong. In the, in the series as well, but what I'm saying, there was other stuff as well that, that's in there as well. It wasn't Darth Maul because Darth Maul was never um, a Darth Lord, a Dark Lord. He was a Darth in only in name, and he was also barely trained, and he was only he barely went along his training as a shadow, and it doesn't matter or an assassin. Sorry. Anyways, so. Rob, <laughs> but in my personal opinion, rebuttal. I, you know, I, I don't like the. I personally don't like how much they're going to be. Pu- they're pumping it through, and like how much they're trying to just. I I know it's not a dead horse because everybody still loves the thing, and every, and they're, it's not like they're just kicking one out hoping that they can get as much as they can out of it, which of course is what they're doing. But I'm just saying it's like it's obviously it? not a dead horse at this point. Have you? But seen in my in my personal opinion, there? I think they're. Tr- mm. They're just kicking it a little hard, in my opinion. Have you when seen they, the new movies? When they already had over seen the 30 years of in-game history that they could have, use. Have you, have you seen the new movies? Have, have you seen the new movies? No. I'm going to keep it. Okay, none? No, you haven't even seen episode seven, then? No. Seven, seven or eight? Well, he got into the first three minutes of it and then stopped, I believe, is what he said. No, I didn't. No, podcast. no, no. I made, it, I made it as far as Lucas, Lucasfilm. The Lucasfilm oh, okay. the thing, that's as far as I made it. Oh, okay. You know the shimmery green logo for Lucasfilm? Oh, trust me, all everybody on the planet knows that logo. Yeah, that's where I stopped. Mm-hmm. So, so Rob, your rebuttal. Okay. Because <laughs> we just so. learned a whole lot right there. Oh my right, word! Start, yes, start, we did. Okay, start yelling at me. Let's go. Uh, Cole, Cole's oh, no, got no, his no. digging. I'm, he's got I'm, his I'm, mind I'm digging machine that okay, we still before, haven't got the name before, of. Before I, before, I st- before Rob starts, how d- deep am I? Um, God. I'll put it this way. Um, Have I hit I'm, the marble layer yet? I, hold on. I'm, I'm going to go and just drop uh, this marble down into the hole you just dug. And uh, I'm going to tell you uh, when I go and hear an echo from it hitting the ground. All right. It has been dropped. Now let's get started. Uh, first things first. The one thing that you've definitely got right there is that, yes, Disney is trying to make money off of this. They paid $6 billion to get a hold of this franchise that was dead. Gotta emphasize that. This was a dead franchise. Yes. There, Nobody was interested in it anymore. Lucas had run the thing into the ground, and 
this is where things start to go off the rails here with what you were just with what you were just saying. Lucas himself destroyed that continuity. That wasn't Disney that did that. While Disney has decided not to go and bring it back and bring it into continuity, they instead decided, okay, the work of the films is the continuity. And going into the continuity itself, while many people have considered the extended book universe as being canon to the Star Wars universe, Lucas himself has made the point of, well, while at one time I liked the idea of this, there were other publishers that were involved with this. We were rubber stamping a whole bunch of stuff. This was something that we did to go and make money for our company while we weren't going and producing Star Wars movies. So trying to go and keep that continuity together is very difficult. Characters like Mara Jade Skywalker is a little bit of a hard one to go and deal with when she doesn't canon exist in anything that they were planning on going and doing for any film-related pieces. And while that character went and took off, there's also been a lot of other characters that they've introduced in these extended series, whether it be comics or books, that have children, no place. The children of, of Luke, and, Luke and Leia. And... Yeah. Uh, and, not, you know, yeah. 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 And yeah. one of my personal favorites, the guys who actually blew up the Death Star and all that. Apparently it was just a couple of bumbling stormtroopers that did this, according to one comic book adaptation. Oh, that, yeah, I've never, I haven't even heard of that one, apparently. I, I'll get the name of it a little bit later. This is one I recently became aware of, and it's like, oh my god, this ran for like four years. <laughs> just two guys behind the scenes that weren't even trying to go and end okay. the Empire ended up doing it. Yeah, exactly. It's just, what? This, this was a thing that happened? This is a thing that we just acknowledged? I understand the criticisms of Disney with a lot of the things that they've done, but in terms of the extended universe, if you want to blame somebody, blame George Lucas when he personally oversaw the development of Star Wars The Force Unleashed, which went and discredited several books in the series, and while he said, oh, well, this is going and removing a few of the uh, stories from that, it's not going to do anything to go and affect the rest of this extended universe concept that exists alongside the movies. Well, then, uh, the problem with... The yeah, exactly. The problem was the implications of what was changed in there affects about half of the books that were out there that were interconnected to those four that were completely dismissed and end up having big ripples through it. The continuity could not exist because he said this is canon, that Darth Vader had an apprentice... Yeah. That by itself killed the extended universe because suddenly we Which have introduced a fact. Which are we talking about here? Are we talking about Starkiller or are we talking about somebody else? We're talking about we're talking about Starkiller. Okay, we are talking about Starkiller. Okay. Yeah. No, George Lucas, while in recognizing that that video game series is canon, completely changed everything. Because at that point, you're disregarding so much of the content that was put out there in the first place. And for something that was dubiously connected to the books anyway, that's a very difficult one. If anything, and this is a weird one here because I do love to go and rip companies that go and jump into an existing franchise and try to go and change it too much. You know, I, while I love Power Rangers, I don't know why they felt they needed to go and make Trini gay, for example. It didn't hurt the film in any way, it's just, why was that a necessary change? In the case of what we're going and looking at here with Star Wars, what they've done in going and saying that the extended universe is not canon, they've actually allowed for the first time in Star Wars history for there to actually be a canon franchise outside of the movies. What we're going and seeing here is Grand Admiral Thawne, who is now in Star Wars Rebels and has been used 
amazingly well, which I never thought he was is, going to happen. Oh, no, he is a good uh, antagonist. Oh, God, yeah. No, everything from... I, I'm going to jump in as like, yes, and I agree with you. He's considered to be one of the most badass admirals in the world. Like, I personally see him better than uh, Darken. Yeah, oh, and yeah. trust me, yeah. going and seeing what they did with him in Rebels, oh, yes! As much as I like Tarkin as a character, and, you know, I'm just loving the actor that played him, oh my god, what they have done with Thawne has completely taken him out of my frame of reference when it goes and comes to what an admiral in that universe could be. Oh my god, that guy is awesome, and the things they have done with him are great. And, fully, a, and also fully, uh, fully loyal to the Emperor with no faults. Exactly. He is something else. He is something different. He came from this now defunct system, but that does work ultimately. They brought something that can work. And it's not to say that we're not going to see this with other characters as well. The reality is we're in kind of a weird place right now. And this is part of the reason on why the Extended Universe had other issues. You, done, or you brought up the children of Luke and Leia. Yes, this is something that a lot of people were really hoping for. And a lot of people did, and I think understandably, get a little bit pissed when they went and saw Ben Solo, a.k.a. Kylo Ren. Sorry, I should have put a spoiler alert there. Actually, no, Cole's the only person on the planet that hasn't seen no, that. No, I already oh! knew. That's fine. I already, I already know that that's his actual name. Yes, yes. <laughs> Anyway, so I can understand why some people were expecting something more to go and come out of this. And I think understandably, first watching of The Force Awakens, it's pretty easy to be a little bit pissed at how they're going and portraying this. Because it just looks like, you know, Han Solo's kid has anger management issues. Yeah, I totally saw that the first time I watched it. Having seen that and what they did with episode I haven't even seen it, and that's literally all I see. Yeah, exactly. I see that's... That's almost. That's kind of good. I, I like. That's the. That's the thing. But like, you almost. He almost has to have. Like, if you. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's a debate for another time. Yeah. Exactly. But how that all ties into this, though, is that we've actually ended up with an established, fleshed-out character right from the first introduction, and what they did in episode eight in going and exploring more about him as a person rather than going and being this icon that he was in the first film, actually end up working. It's something that you'd have a very hard time trying to go and bring from the extended universe into film. More than anything else, while Disney needs to make money to go and, you know, pay for what they've done with this, which, don't get me wrong, they've almost done that already, just with a couple of films that have come out, and there's only more coming. The reality is Disney is in a very interesting and somewhat compromising position. While we're looking at somebody like uh, Kylo Ren as being a replacement for any one of the various Skywalker kids, it's almost like Sky- Anakin there Skywalker. Was only, there, there was only, well, if I remember correctly, from Luke and Jade, or or what was her fucking name again? Uh, Mara Jade. <laughs> Mara, thank you. And Mara, they had one son named Ben, and the Solos had three. Mm-hmm. And that's just it. So while. You could try to take all of this stuff in there. There's still this need to go and create a proper canon. And there's another problem if you try to keep the story entirely on the Skywalker line. And that's that eventually, people will stop caring. 
Oh yeah, and I understand that, and, I, and personally, I have no issues with the fact that they're going to out and going to or going otherwise. Like they're focusing on Han for a little while. Their parents are going to go out and do even more close-up stuff with the with the with other secondary characters, and I'm perfectly fine with that. And I think that's we got cool. more Ahsoka Tana. Yeah, exactly. Ahsoka Tana. Yeah, exactly. There's a book out there that I really want to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just it. There's so many things that are going on here, and. This is kind of a weird one because there was a decision made early on, and I'm glad that they did reverse this. Shortly after Disney took over the whole Star Wars franchise, that marked the end of Star Wars The Clone Wars, which was kind of a sad thing to see. We know that there was at least another season's worth of content that was being developed that never really got finished. They went and finished animating a couple episodes for the most part, but we never got a full... Uh, final, yeah, full final season of the whole thing. So initially, when they announced Star Wars Rebels was going to be made, and that that was going to be premiering as more or less of a replacement and kind of a reboot, to it's more of a sequel almost. Well, that's the thing. They changed their mind. So the original showrunner for the series left after season one had finished development. And before season one ever premiered, they'd already confirmed that they were doing a second season, which I know a lot of companies go and do that just to go and try to generate hype for their own products. Like, wow, it's so good that the company that's going and making this stuff has decided, yeah, we're going to put money behind a second season. This has been done with a few things to mix success. You know, it seems like uh, uh, Comedy Central does this with every show they go and premiere now. We're confirming for a second season. Nobody watched the first season. Okay, dump all of the second season episodes out in one day, and we're just going to call it a day. Just write it off. Go and make put yeah. it in the tax right off. <laughs> so you get all that kind of stuff. But when the original showrunner went and left the show when season one was done, there was a serious discussion that was going on. Where do we go from here? Disney wants a second season, they want more of this, and with the success of the initial premiere, uh, you know, they called it a movie, but it was really just the first two episodes put together. With the success of the first uh, episode of Rebels that went and came out, there was a lot of interest. Where do we go from here? We decided we're not going to go and make Clone Wars canon. And then there was a discussion of, well, we need to introduce Vader. We know that has to be a thing. So they're thinking about that, and then they're going and thinking about, well, how how do we tie this all together? We've got this small rebel group. We know that there's more, uh, there is a larger rebel alliance that's out there. How do we bring everything together and put this in the scope of the world? And what they decided was to go and bring in two elements from Clone Wars, which was Ahsoka Tano and uh, Stormtrooper Rex, which thankfully... The which, ideas crew, as they were to... which crew was Rex part of? Which mm-hmm. division? Because mm-hmm. I know you... at least one clone division uh, used Order 66. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and he I, was... I don't know if he's one. I don't know if that's uh, canon in this. Because mm. in this, it... it's uh, they had like a chip in their brain that just made them so they couldn't refuse. Uh, but some of them got out of it by literally cutting the chip out of their head. Yeah, which was mostly from Anakin's unit, which included Rex and a few of the other guys that we knew from Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. So as they were going and writing Season 2, they started bringing in more and more elements, and now, yes, Rebels has become a mostly sequel to Clone Wars. Well, 
it's not 100% canonized at this point. Clone Wars isn't well enough established at this point that you could say it is. Well, there's no direct comment on it. There's enough in there that clearly they're going for it. So it's not that elements aren't being brought in from these other extended platforms. It's just that they're being selective in what's being brought in, and they're doing it slowly. They're not just saying, okay, this is canon automatically. We're going and sticking with this, and then you run into a potential plot hole that develops later. They need to be careful with these things. And because of the sheer amount of Star Wars content that was out there that was not being well managed at first, that is a difficult thing to do. Yeah. We're seeing more and more being worked out. And another thing that's kind of necessary as well, you need to make new characters. You need to give us something more. You know, uh, Episode 8, uh, Vice Admiral Holdo. Whoa, what an interesting character. We know about some fictitious event that has happened sometime in the past. Uh, clearly Poe was impressed by her previous service. We want to know more about this character. I don't know if that one's getting a movie, but guaranteed we are going to see something in the successor to Rebels, because we know that's coming to an end, and there's going to be something new on Disney's streaming service that's coming in 2019. Uh, you just can't keep going and calling back on the old stuff, whether it's from the extended catalog or something that got a lot of people kind of pissed at Episode Eight, and I do kind of understand why. Oh no, we lost Admiral Akbar. He's dead. Guys... They didn't He's want to remake. Mean. They didn't want to remake the the, the prosthetic. <laughs> oh no, they did. They did it in the movie. Like it no, was I, there. I'm making, oh, I'm making the joke. <laughs> yeah, because apparently no. that was a very difficult prosthetic to make. <laughs> oh, I am sure it was. No, but really, as much as we love the meme, it's a trap. The reality is, can you make a full character off of that? The stories of Admiral Akbar will be more interesting than seeing him on screen. I'm yeah. sorry, I will defend. Like, I know oh, a he whole, was, uh, uh, there was Akbar. A whole, yeah. There, so there was a whole episode in Clone Wars with Akbar. Was it actually pretty good? Was it a whole episode or a couple episodes? He was in a couple of episodes, but there was. I only remember one that actually solidly Cause, featured. Because that was, was all least... about. Uh, that was all about going to. The Calamarian's home and like. Long Calamari, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. fighting there. And that was like young General Akbar and everything. And There was yeah. also like, at least. I know there's at least some parts in one of the stories that I read that followed him around for some of the stuff that following. Um, like, I think it was an at attack on Mon Calamari by Thrawn, if I remember correctly. Anyway. Entirely possible. I could see that happening. Hank. And, it was, but, and, they, and he wrote it was written pretty good. But I guess, yeah, you got a point there is that the stories are better to read than they are to probably be seen with a fish man walking around. Yeah, that's just it. There's some of this stuff that makes for a really good book that might not necessarily make for good television. Like, uh... Like how many it, times? Okay, this is uh, the famous quote of, the book was better. Yes? Uh, no? Yeah, I guess Sorry, I, I, I missed yeah. you there. <laughs> I said I the, the, the famous quote of, the book was better. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's just it. And I think it's kind of interesting because now new books are being written that are canon. And they've done it with uh, Admiral Thrawn. Uh, a couple of months ago, they came out with one about Caden Janus and Hera, I cannot pronounce her last name to save my life, who are from Star Wars Rebels. And, and the book. And then, of course, they have the book because I was looking uh, before I went on a, tr a trip a little while back, I was going through a, a bookstore. And I was looking through their science fictionary, and apparently there's a whole there's a whole big book on 
on Asano, uh, Asano as well. Yeah, so. no, Ahsoka's, Ahsoka is officially Ahsoka, a canon character. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. Hey, I know. <laughs> if you don't know, if you haven't really experienced Ahsoka, I wouldn't expect you to go and fully remember her name. You know who the character is. That's the important thing in this discussion. Yes. And, but yeah, from Darth Plagueis, there's a book that's out on him at this point uh, that when came out shortly after really Episode 7 went premiered. I know, I need to get around to that. I actually have it on Audible. Um, hashtag not sponsored. Yet. That guy was uh, <laughs> that guy was cool. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I want to no. say uh, about Hera. Hera, her father was featured in Clone Wars. Exactly, another so, element that's been dragged in. And it's and you, you, you say it, Sindula. Yeah. Sindula. You see, I just cannot get my tongue to do that. I cannot oh. get my tongue to do that. Sindula. Uh, oh, what can I say? <laughs> I am uh, uh, no trouble with the ladies. Yep, that's that's Tyler. That's Tyler. Got a problem get, with the ladies? Talk to the Black Ranger. I can uh, get my tongue to do many things. And we're going to go and end that part right there. Here. But hey, they wrote Sindula a book is now them. single, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, spoiler alert. Nobody needs that. No, 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 no. Caden is totally still alive. Totally still alive. Hey. <laughs> I, I, got, I got me a thing for some Twi'leks. I, dude, I don't blame you. He's not the only one. Yep. Cole, come Show on. Show hands. That's what I, I can't thought. see anything. Okay. <laughs> so, we, so yeah. We all uh, yeah. Uh, what, uh, I want to, I want to, I want to say also. Yeah. The, uh, um, uh, the, the, what, the Tartakovsky? That's not the right word. Is yeah, Genndy right Tartakovsky, yeah. Yeah. His Clone Wars? That's also technically canon. Yeah. So I'm really glad for that. If it, if any of the cartoons were canon, his stuff, which was really good. Like, oh my god, that those mini episodes that they did, I I love better it. than episodes two and three. Yeah, they they are what made the Clone Wars like like the the prequels. They actually get. I want to kind of be in defense of the prequels a little bit. I, is that I, hmm? the episode one was like it's all build up. It's all. Uh, um, what a political strife! It was all about yeah. pol- political, and that's the build-up to a war. But then episodes two and three were literally m- movies about a war, and it was just a lot of war stuff. And it, it kind of gets lost in the whole love thing in the second and third one, um, like because there's some weird love triangles, not in the love triangle stuff. Yeah, it comes I, a weird romance a bit. Mm. Yeah, I. It gets lost. Here's the thing. Yeah, I. I'll be honest, I really only think that there is one crap Star Wars movie. And I still stand by that is The Phantom Menace. Not because it didn't establish things, but because they just couldn't stick to one plot line. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest flaw. Yeah, I mean... If anything, yeah, I think I, The Phantom Menace established a bunch of stuff. It, 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 oh, it, I think it, it, the it thing, But here's the thing is that it, it tried to establish... T- but I, in my opinion, they tried to establish too much. You see, yeah. I think that they established the things that they needed to, but they took things too far with too many elements. Because, okay, we can go and establish the whole Trade Federation element. They did a great job with that. Mm-hmm. You know, that really set everything in motion for the, the gun next guns were inter- The gun guns themselves, like the army, okay, there's more than one race here. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. No, they're... They did some good stuff when it came to Jar Jar was an idiot, but that's besides the point. That's just it. I hated Jar Jar Binks, and that's part of the reason on why we have a problem here is that if you go and remove Jar Jar Binks from 
the movie, it actually gets more tolerable. <laughs> like there's a couple I of videos. They, I but he is such a should... plot device in that movie. Personally, in my yes. opinion, they should have made him less stupid. Yeah. Like if they had kept him, but made him a, like a little silly, like enough silly that he was obviously different than his than his rest of the people in his race. Like that would make sense. Like when you go into when you go into that city, they're all very like structured and like you know what I mean, right? Like yeah. they're a lot structured and they're calm and they're collected and stuff like that. Yeah, they're not but, as loopy as he was. And not and nowhere yeah. close as loopy as his. But like, if they had d- dialed back his stupidness by about, like, if it w- if he was at ten, bring him down to a three. Yeah. Well, I don't know, five, a five. Well, like, maybe at least, at least a half. Like, so that it's obviously there's a difference between him and the rest of his kind, so that there makes sense. Okay, there makes perfect sense why you were kicked out of the city. Well, like, it does make perfect sense why he was kicked out of the city. Yes, I know, but but it still makes sense why he was kicked out of the city. But 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 in in a way that he's like, like the 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 part of the whole thing that was horrible for me was was him stumbling around the battlefield at near yeah. the end of the movie. Oh, just like a Mister Magoo. Whoop, 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 whoop. It's just like just so happy to not die. Yeah. No, I, Very holistic, if you will. Exactly. Yeah. I just the movie got so many things right and then ruined it with so many other elements. I still stand by. Why did we need, with the exception of picking up Anakin, which I think there were other ways of being able to go and write this character in mm-hmm. and still have Tatooine as an element of the story. Why? And the best part of the movie to me is also the most unnecessary part of it. The whole pod racing thing, mm. you know, we have to go and race to get the money, to get this part, to fix our ship, to get the hell out of here. Why? Like, it why is a little convoluted be, of a question. Yeah, 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 I will admit it's convoluted, but in, in a way, I think they were kind of trying to show that Anakin was, but was t- I, could obviously I, touch by the force. But I gotta, I gotta bring this up. Yeah. Uh, Cole, uh, plug yeah. of yours, plug of yours, spoilers. Um. Are they plugged, Cole? Okay. Uh, yeah, I so I can't hear you. I can just, hear you like, just yell my name when you when it's out. So uh, Rob, spoilers alert, everyone! Spoilers. Mm-hmm. D- was that not just equally as convoluted in the newest movie? Their whole casino scene. Oh my god! That the fucking casino scene. It, it was... doesn't need to be in the movie. No. Like I understand the idea is that they were trying to they introduced a new character. The character yeah. that they went to go find was there, but wasn't the right character. And I thought they're going to do a thing of like, oh, the character they're looking for was in the jail the whole time, but no, he's just a different character, and they didn't even find the guy that they were looking for. Yeah. Um, and I think they are. It was a whole exposition to say, you two people are a war, but then this is also a third side of the people that are just. Uh, getting money off your that are profiteering off of the war between the two that they're so, selling to both sides. Yeah, and, I, and well, I do think that DJ does a nice job with that. And this is going to be something that you know, episode nine proved me wrong. Were they okay. doing this as a means of going and showing off a future element that can be exploited in the future films? Because they really did promote this character. They promoted DJ. They did very they heavily. Did. Yeah, and he's hardly in the film at all, and nope. they got a big name actor to go and play him. 
Yeah. Which is also kind of interesting. And we know that he is signed on for episode nine. Did they do this to go and make for a bigger plot line later on? Or is this just about a social commentary? It's, I wonder that's, if... That's it, the thing that concerns me. Is that It feels that like a social commentary. Because this is the first time I, I can remember that they are... Maybe Han Solo, maybe that's the other... Because that's who he reminds me of. But this is kind of the first time it feels like it was always good versus evil. And there were mm-hmm. just people in between. Um, and I think Han Solo was supposed to be, be that guy in the first movie where he's just a guy in between oh, who's... Bad. Do, yeah, you can come back um, if you can follow along. He was the guy in between that was just like not picking a side, uh, but then he did ultimately pick a side, and that's what I liked about DJ is because he was just like uh, he was open to both sides. He was like, just don't join, don't because either side you're gonna lose. Um, yeah. And then the the guy like it was Finn who was just like this is uh you're making the wrong decision, and then DJ was like maybe, but he's. Yeah. So open, he's like, I, I don't know. Like, you don't, yeah. you can't, you don't know what the winning side is. So just don't pick a side. That's his basically his philosophy, which is kind of interesting. Look out for yourself. Yeah. He is maybe the better roguish type character than Han Solo. Oh, well, they're different kind yeah. of rogues. It, I definitely different kind of rogues. I don't know. I still. This is kind of a weird one, and I mean, we'll see what ultimately ends up happening because we're finally getting a taste of the young Lando Calrissian coming up in Solo, so we'll see how the whole canon storyline works out, but in some respects I see him as being more of a, like a Bagavon version of Lando Calrissian. Yeah, that's, that is you know, true. He, that is true. Yeah, because in Lando's case, he was well established and was put in a rough position because it's between doing the right thing by his friend or doing the right thing by his people he found himself in kind of a weird middle area, and what do you do that's going to do the most good? I see whereas Lando Calrissian's uh, circumstance was, I think, more for the people. I think DJ's circumstance is he doesn't have anything that he belongs to, at least as far as we know at this point. So you got to look out for number one. Which, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, like, I like the angle they went for. On the spaceship where he was talking and went and got all that stuff out, that was all you needed to go and understand this guy and how jaded he is and his personality. The whole casino world, I mean, it was a commentary on so many other things. Yeah. And, yeah, it just... It didn't feel... With the exception of the big chase at the end, didn't feel like something out of Star Wars. Yeah, it... it, The rest of it was just really... Maybe that's what they're going for? I, like, I think that's what the director was going for on that one. And, like, he's really proud of that scene. And the rest of us are all, like, honestly, he could have cut 20 minutes out of the film. Just get rid of that. Just Yeah, because I think he's trying to find... Because you never really see rich people too often. And I think yeah. he's trying to point out, this is what the rich people are currently doing that are profiting off all this war that's happening. That is just constantly yeah. happening. Because there always seems to be a bunch of war happening in the galaxy. Yeah, and there's always got to be the rich people that are just—they're at a casino right now. They—they've they've made all their money by selling to both sides, mm-hmm. uh, which is—I guess—that's a different thing now because before, neither side were really buying from anyone. They were just sort of making it. Yeah. So either like that was the whole point—the empire was so big that they just owned the galaxy. They were always just 
making all their stuff. They didn't, they didn't have to be funded by anyone. They were funded by the galaxy. They'd enslave a, a, a planet. That planet would now start making tie wings. The rebels would come in, either steal, I guess, X-wings. I don't know where they got the X-wings from. They would steal something. The- or they, they just were, blow they, up the facility. Don't forget that the Corellia was technically a, was a supporter of the rebellion, so mm-hmm. a lot of stuff came from Corellia. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's kind of what it is. It's just a smaller war now because now it is only the um, what are the new guys called? Hmm. Um, well, you got the first order and the resistance now. Yes. You know, it's yeah. Not a, an alliance of rebels anymore that we're looking at. It's just the resistance against them. Yeah, Which exactly, is just like a small-scale skirmish between two kind of people. And, like, who's yeah. in the resistance? Is the resistance literally... Uh, what is what is now the democracy of the... Uh, do they have a council again? I don't even... Well, no, so, Senate at the beginning the of... Senate you're talking about. Senate, yeah. yeah. A Senate? Yeah, at, the be- at the beginning of Episode 7, there was a Senate again. Things were returned to, you know, a democratic state after the fall of the Empire... But then you had this organization became known as the First Order that was more loyal to the ideals of the Empire that were struggling against it. And at the beginning of Episode 7, they're in the minority, but after Starkiller Base fires off and goes and blows up Coruscant, suddenly they are the defunct leader of the galaxy. Oh, great. That's something I didn't know. Yeah. Is that really? That's basically basically it. Yeah. I don't remember how hearing any of that kind of stuff. I didn't know. Well, they don't say it outright, but at the beginning, her in episode seven, they're going and treating the first order like they're an insurgent group. Basically, that was the whole yeah. thing with Leia and her fighters. They weren't the freedom fighters in this situation. This no, was yeah, a struggle. Yeah, this. Yeah. Was wait a, a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. So, like, I just, I just, as soon as you, something you just said. That technically, I, I just looked up to, to confirm it, just because it's me. Yeah. Uh, Coruscant isn't destroyed. Uh, what the hell did they blow up then? They blew up a bunch of planets, and Hoshian I can't even Prime remember which and one. And four other unnamed planets in the Hoshian system. Huh? Yeah, so they're just random planets. Like they're, I they were part of the Senate. I remember that much. But yeah, because they're making the point that the Senate is gone now as a result of Episode Seven. So is the Senate no longer on Coruscant? I don't know. Yeah, I but yeah, because I, I looked, at, I'm looking at the things, and apparently, nope. Star Killer never destroyed, never destroyed Coruscant. Huh. They were going to. Interesting. Oh yeah, and then that's when they blew up the Star Killer base because that yeah. was where they're targeting to kill the Senate. Yeah. But the first ones were just to say, "Hey, we can blow up the Senate now." We can so literally, we to... can literally eat a planet. Yeah, eat a planet, eat a star. <laughs> Same thing. Not really, but sure. <laughs> the con- well, yeah, okay. The con- I guess, okay. Sorry, there's multiple different versions of some some different things that if you, yeah, because there was a. I'm thinking of something that was in one of the I think offshoots. Where literally uh, it was a large enough thing that could eat a planet and then crush it down to for, mati- for every um, element that was in it. Okay. Well, in the okay. new ones, it's a uh... Star Wars Star Killer is literally a, a planet that's been hollowed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it uses the power of a sun. It just kills the power of a sun, 
and then shoots its giant laser to blow up multiple planets at once. Yep. Boom, boom. Yep. Got it. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> where, where where are we in this conversation? Now? I, I, I don't even Star know. Star Wars. Wait, by, the, by the way, how far is the marble hit the bottom yet? Mm. Uh, nope, still hasn't hit the bottom yet. <laughs> no, yeah, we're talking about things being canon things. and like uh, uh, everything, the extended universe, how they are slowly kind of pulling it in a little bit. They're adding different things. But yeah. there is so much extended universe and it is a lot of mess that. Yeah. It's going to take a long time to really get this all sorted out is really yeah. what it's going to come down to. Okay. Yeah. And, and okay, yeah. then I guess, I, like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to watch the next batch of trilogies. I might eventually, but mm. I don't know. Okay, now I remember the last thing. And I kind of brought, or I kind of started touching on this and then got completely sidetracked here. Uh, and I'm sure the marble's going to hit the bottom very soon here, so don't worry, I'm almost done. Anyway, hey, so... The big thing, and this is something that people are still bitching about, and it's the most important reason why the stories have needed to go and evolve into what we're looking at. The whole story of the Skywalkers, it needs to end. Oh yeah, I totally agree. Part, like, they need the to problem, become secondary. Yeah, part of the problem that I think you had with the original trilogy, and me as a defender of it, with the exception of episode one, and I think if you cut episode one in half, you probably would have a very competent story Mm -hmm. that's more than enough to go and serve for the rest of the films that come after it. The biggest problem that we have with that is that it's trying to go and tell too much of an individual character's story. Whereas in the original Star Wars or in the original Star Wars trilogy, yes, it was interesting seeing Luke's development and his battle with what we eventually found out to be his father, the connection with his sister, and this rogue caught in the middle of it that is Han Solo. That made for some great storytelling, great characters, very memorable, very interesting. One of the problems with the original or with the prequel trilogy is that while they were trying to go and tell Darth Vader's backstory, they spent actually too much time on Vader himself. They spent too much time on Anakin and not enough in building the world around it. That's something that worked out really well for the Clone Wars series because we were able to go and get more depth into the universe itself, but we never got that same sense of world building, of uniqueness, the concept of the creatures outside of, unfortunately, the Gungans, who I think got the bum rush because of on how badly they went and did with Jar Jar Binks. Yep. Because they are an interesting species. One of the things that was really refreshing about episodes 7 and 8 is that the creatures are finally back. You know, we were all really caught up in, wow, this is a different thing here, going and seeing the Twi'leks, and even with the special edition, the thing with the lips, and... Jabba the Hutt, going and seeing Abby Yeah, exactly. I remember her singing and everything. Yeah. No, that's... Oh, my God. This... Uh. I think I grew up on those ones, though. I had I had to have grown up on those ones, because those ones are so yeah. remember. But that no, was... That, that's just it. Those ones still had... came out on VHS, didn't they? They did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even the special edition came out on VHS. They were yeah. great. I mean, there was some crap that they added in, but it was great. But the creatures were one of the most fun elements. And then you had 
episodes one, two, and three that came out, and we didn't really get a lot of that. It was more eye candy with CGI than it was about going and having interesting creatures and really fully investing in the worlds themselves. Going into the Gungan City, uh, you know, at the beginning of episode one was really cool and different. And one of my favorite, if there's a scene that I think about from episode one uh, that I can go and think of and just having the wonder from Star Wars in it, that was probably the scene because we got to go and see this great underwater environment. We got to see a cool new vehicle. We got to go and see this city with these air bubbles. It was very different. It was unique. A new culture. Yeah, that was really cool. And Boss Nass was really interesting. The problem was we needed to suffer through Jar Jar Binks. And way too much of him being a dolt and an imbecile, rather than going and establishing a character we could become endeared to as time went along. Mm-hmm. That was the something th- that we were really robbed from. And then everything else past that, Tatooine was the least interesting Tatooine that I have seen. Yeah. You know, the For- first Star Wars movie actually felt like a more unique place than what we got later on in the movie. And Coruscant just feels, as gross as it is, just like this sanitized, absolute lack of culture city. Once again, did not feel like Star Wars. My personal favorite scene from one would have was actually the is one of the is the last scene because I'm I'm a huge fan of uh, I'm a huge fan of music, and personally Mm -hmm. the 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 end music with the parade that was my favorite. Oh, the the parade was great. The duel of the fates. They still got the music right. There's one thing they don't think. Oh, duel of fates is like the best known Star Wars song. If you can think of anything, you're like, oh yeah, it's definitely one of the best. Yeah, no, that and the Imperial March. Just oh, what is it with the bad guys? They get great music in that franchise. If you've played Star Wars the Old Repu- the 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 Star Wars the Old Republic, they had th- some good music in there for both sides. I appreciate. Oh, so oh, wait, is uh is the uh, Jedi game um, uh, Jedi Academy? No. Um, why am I forgetting about it? Uh, uh, Jedi. We just fucking talked with Star Killer. Um, oh oh, oh uh, Force, yeah, Force Unleashed. Yeah, are those canon? Yes. They are not. Ca- they are not canon anymore. Well, they're not uh, canon anymore. Okay. Yeah. I thought no, there was like a really weird s- thing that they actually. Oh no, they, maybe they're not. Because they, there was a whole big thing about didn't do that. Uh, a lot of people were pissed off because Lucas was like, "Yeah, they're canon." Yeah, that's really what started up this whole thing, and the reason on why the extended universe is not canon anymore. Mm-hmm. The legacy universe was destroyed by Lucas when he endorsed that as canon, when he has not done that for any of the books. You know, his point with that was, I allowed them to exist, but this, this is canon. canon. This is the one I endorse. That's the biggest problem with the, oh, I hate what Disney's done with Star Wars. Well, I definitely agree that they have changed things. What, what is Star Wars, really? A story. Every time we, well, that's, that's just all it. it every t- I have every never time seen a star fighting another star in that entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're talking like a star of uh, uh, just an actor or something, I guess. I guess. <laughs> no, that that's just it, though. Because I know, and I'll probably piss some people off saying this, but what is Star Wars really? Because 
people go and talk about it's a space you know, opera. That's literally what it space is. Space opera, a hero's tale. Yeah, they were pit- It was pitched to 20th Century Fox as being an epic space opera, and nobody wanted to back it. It was one movie and one that they did not want to go and throw any money behind. It's what was weird- I'm trying to remember. Mark Hamill once said that it was the most expensive low-budget film ever. Well, that's just it, because it was so severely underfunded. They got about 20 minutes of filming done, and they were focusing more towards the end, where they needed a whole bunch of props and miniatures made. Mm -hmm. So they were working with all of those elements, and they showed it to producer heads and went and said, listen, guys, we need another couple million to go and finish this. And they got one producer to go and say, okay, fine, we'll go and move some funds around and we'll see what we can do. This is pretty darn cool. But yeah, but so, literally, like when they did it, apparently, like they even when they did get extra money for it, it still wasn't enough, really. So literally, everything like Mark Hamill was joking, like saying that is like a lot of the effects were practical, because yeah. because like or just even just reversing film, <laughs> like uh, and just doing stuff like that to be able to do stuff. Like for example, the lightsaber pull towards the lightsaber thing. Yeah. That was literally just reversed film and yeah. a piece of string. Like, no, they didn't have money to go and do second shoots or anything like, like yep, that. In the words of Mark Hamill, every nickel went into that. Every nickel that they had went into the production of the film, and everything had to be done as, uh, yeah, yeah, had to be no. done a certain way. Yeah, and even the marketing for the film, because I mean, this is before. While television was still a thing, or was a thing back then, advertising had not become what it is today. And there wasn't some easy access to any of this kind of stuff. And we're talking about a film that went and came out during a real depression period for the movie industry. Mm-hmm. It was not a good time. Uh, it was not a good time to go and be in the movie industry, quite honestly, which is part of the reason why they were willing to go and take the uh, chance with this film, but not willing to go and fund it fully. It's also the reason why you have Princess Leia with an inconsistent accent. I mean, there's so many things that are wrong with the first film. But it's so unique. The score, so memorable. And at the time, the visual effects, which actually were not truly cutting edge, they were used in such a different way because of the budget limitations that people looked at that like, wow, this is amazing. I've never seen anything like this. The movie that won the year beforehand for the best special effects was Logan's Run. <laughs> mm-hmm. With all the little miniatures Good movie. going. Good movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, you, you go, guys. That's, um, those are some miniatures. Yeah. Great, great work. It was different. It was unique. And it gave people, like the name suggested, hope. We were not in a good place. When the first Star Wars movie went and premiered. There was a bunch of economic issues that were going on. You just had uh, the situation with... Uh, it was oh, at the God, very... The wasn't it also the very beginning of the indie movement as well? Yeah, the indie movement really got started later on. And that started more in the mid-80s. This was the late 70s. Where okay, there I, was cause really... Because I, I know, yeah, it was like in the middle 80s or something like that. Yeah, I remember, okay. Yeah, you you started seeing it building at that point because cameras were starting to get less expensive and you did start to have smaller movie houses popping open. But there were only a couple of companies really able to do this stuff at that time. 
Disney wasn't able to go and make a hit at that point. Uh, so you didn't have anything uplifting. You just gone and had all of the hostages go and die in Iran. Uh, there were so many things that were going wrong. And then here comes this film, Star Wars, and the subtitle, A New Hope, didn't exist. Nope, yeah, it was just Star Wars at the time. Yeah, exactly. It was amended later to be Episode Four: A New Hope. Well, originally done to go and be Star Wars A New Hope, and then became Episode Four: A New Hope, because Lucas was weird and kind of a control freak. Uh, not saying that's bad, just there's some weird stuff with that. It was, it's just a weird franchise, but it gave people hope. It was something interesting, and it was cool. There was this spiritual element to it that just... We didn't have anything like that in film at that time. It was very different. It was very unique. It was very fun. And it caught people's imagination. It made people laugh. It made people cheer. It was exciting. It was different. Then you went and had the next one come out. The Empire Strikes Back. And it's going and hitting us at, you know, another time. You know, we still have not fully recovered economically from where we were. Things are starting to go and improve. But they're not great. It feels like everything is really fragile. And at this point, the Cold War is really at its peak as far as everybody's concerned. Because we're starting to go and see the early signs of Russia starting to go and fail. Uh, but we're also more concerned because they're more likely to go and drop bombs and all that stuff at that point. And here you see this evil empire, which is so easily, oh, yeah. you know, related to, related to Russia. I didn't, I've never thought about that, to be totally honest. I've never thought about that. I, this... Like it's one of those. <laughs> while you were explaining that, I was about to say, I was like, I'm planning. I was like, oh yeah, and, and also an interesting thing about that was the toy situation around that whole thing. But then, then you just completely blew that out of the water by saying it like that. I'm like, oh geez. Yeah, that's just it. There were so many different things. Well, a lot of people go and relate the stormtroopers to Nazi Germany, or you go and see the obvious inspiration so from Japanese that, kabuki theater with the characters. I, I do yeah. have to say, is uh, my first my my father. He watched uh -huh. uh, episode seven, yeah. and he enjoyed it, but it was right up until the scene where they are all standing in line, and then they're all given their salute uh, mm -hmm. in a very, very Nazi pattern, and yeah. that's kind of where it lost, my dad lost it, like, he just, he was enjoying it, and then it was like, right there, it was just like, well, why are they doing, basically, it was like them just being Nazis, and it was like, this movie's supposed to be a long time ago in a place far away, they shouldn't even be really alluding to nazism or anything like that uh that closely mm -hmm. so yeah it's like they do try and uh embody to make it relatable but then sometimes you make it too relatable they, that too it's just far, like yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and i do think that that's definitely something but i think part of what made the original star wars work is that it did parallel the time so much you know, we were at a time when the Empire Strikes Back where it feels like we could lose at any moment. And you go and see the harsh realities that these guys are facing, whether it be the rebels going and getting, you know, attacked at their base on Hoth, they're pushed into a corner, they just barely evacuate in time, they still took losses, Luke's going off trying to find another solution, another way, and going and finding Yoda, who seemingly makes no sense, but, you know ultimately is speaking to a lost character and you go and see what we hope is a good relationship and somebody we can count on in Lando Calrissian and ultimately end up being disappointed by him and finding ourselves betrayed. At the end of that movie, 
it should feel like there is no hope, like there's no good outcome in this, and yet they still keep fighting. There's this drive to keep going forward, despite having just gotten our teeth kicked in at every point in that movie. Hey, they're ready like to keep the going. One. Yeah, and then you get to episode six, which at the time was called, you know, the worst Star Wars movie and, you know, going to be the worst part of the franchise. I mean, let us not forget, (laughs) the movie was hated for a long time. Yeah, yeah, little did they know. But ultimately, it was a different kind of story. You had, you know, the Emperor finally fully revealing himself and going and seeing the true evil motivations. Now it is, in some respects, more black and white than ever. And then there is that gray that is in between in Luke's personal struggle with his father and everything that's going on there and Vader's inner struggles. If you cut the Ewoks out of it, it's a great culmination of everything that we've been going and feeling at that point for the last eight years while these films have been her have been made. Don't they captured die. Yeah. <laughs> they captured something of the time and the moment. And I think that's part of what elevated it to this higher level, despite the film's in some respects, when you look at what was actually done inside of them, not being that spectacular at face value. Yeah, we have seen other stories like this. We have seen films with better acting. We have seen films, even that came out around those times, with the exception of the first one, where the special effects were actually better than what Star Wars was doing in the second and third installments. But it stood out because it resonated with us. It spoke to us. We understood it. Then you get into episodes one and two, and episode one, confused. Confused narrative, it's got problems. But it does set things up nicely. Episode two, I actually think is a good movie. It's just, you need to go and cut out like 90% of the romance element on there. Yeah. Because really, like the first 20 minutes of episode two are freaking awesome. Like that whole chase scene is absolutely great. The battle at the end is good, and all of the lead-up with going and introducing the clone armies and all that stuff, and how that's all gotten started. Oh shit! The wow, uh, episode uh, episode two that was the battle on uh, Geonosis. Uh, Geonosis yeah. yeah, that's like that's an epic battle. Like, oh yeah. So no, yeah, two is a two is a really good movie. Like yeah, but it is poorly written. Yeah, dialogue. And that's one of the biggest problems. And then episode three. I'll actually say, I think that, you know, up until this new trilogy got started, I actually thought it was the third best Star Wars movie. It has a lot of problems still, but it's much more focused in its narrative. It has one of the best scenes in any of the Star Wars movies, including the new ones, uh, being the Opera House scene. Like, the thinly veiled exposition going on there and just setting uh, everything yes. that's been built into motion... That scene, that scene made that movie. It's one that I think a lot of people probably forget about, but that one scene makes the film work. I don't think anyone forgets about that scene. I I hope not, but I know a lot of people that when I initially bring it up, they're just like, that's not that important. And then I start talking about it, I was like, oh. Yeah, actually, yeah. That's actually where he fully revealed the plan. Yeah, no, it's like that is a very that is a very important scene that whole monologue part there. It's like 
And, oh, God, what is it? it? I think that the idea behind that one where he talks about that story of, like, it being... This story was, like, oh, from a, a, a unbeknownst character from long ago. And uh, I don't know if it was confirmed or it's just a theory, is that that story he's telling is literally the thing he did, like, last week. Yeah. Where he, like... Yeah, it's- <laughs> he killed his master last week, and then he's just telling Anakin now today, but in a story way that it was like, a long time ago, a master and his apprentice, and the apprentice killed him. And it's like, no, I just oh, killed my master. About, oh, you're talking about Darth Plagueis, about um, Sidious killing Plagueis? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, was, that happened long before uh, Anakin even made it to Coruscant for the first time. Yeah, yeah no, it was, but it, it's more just about him... You know, explaining that this is actually something that he did. He's not saying, "Oh, I did this," but yeah, he's telling well, know, the story. But, yeah, yeah, I understand yeah. that. But but why did you? Would you say it's a, a week between? No, I mean that was one of the theories. Is that it was like instead of it being a long time ago that he literally the theory was he just did that a week ago and then. Oh, okay, like I doubt, I doubt it was that. Like I, I. No, I'm pretty sure that even before. That Darth Plagueis was long dead. Has was long dead before. Well, not long dead, but dead before the um, start of hell. Even before Selfidius died, during yeah. the starting of the Clone War, the corn, the building of the Clone Army. Well, all the plot is a little wonky around then. Yeah, so. <laughs> the there's reason, definitely yeah. some uh, narrative issues there. But yeah, just the movie starts off with a great action scene. <laughs> like the whole flying in the space battle it's the first one that really feels like a Star Wars space battle <laughs> in in the new trilogy you know the prequel trilogy it was the only one that really felt like a Star Wars space battle on there because it was fully fleshed out it was interesting we got a little bit of fun off of it it was just great we go and see a Battle cruiser nearly go and crash into Coruscant and go and wipe out the Senate, just barely going and evading that. The setup to what was coming, a final realization of what went and brought Anakin over to the dark side in a believable way. We went fully felt the emotion of those scenes. That's the only one of those movies that I think connected with people, because it's the only one I hear about that people don't outright hate. Like, I personally think the Battle of Mustafar was a little bit overdone when it comes to special effects, but it was an okay story. Well, yeah, I mean, I would go and complain about that with, you know, all of the prequel movies is that clearly they were trying to go and, you know, fully utilize CGI instead of using uh, conventional effects on there. But that was also early enough in that movement that people didn't realize how quickly it would age. Mm-hmm. You know, that's... That's one of those learning things in film. It's kind of like with video games, how we went from 16-bit, which was starting to have some really detailed animations that could go along with them, to jumping over... Well, going from 32, and especially to 64, where we started seeing real polygonal shapes and 3D elements being brought in. It's like, okay, that stuff, there's no way of really making that look good at this point. You gotta completely reskin everything to really go and make it look anything short of heavily stylized. Mm-hmm. But that being said, it was something that we needed to do to get where we are now and to be able to go and have real cinematic quality mm-hmm. that we have at this point. 
Yeah. We had to do the same thing in movies as well. So I'm actually a defender of the overuse of CGI in the prequel movies, but there I, I is a limit. I think, it, I think it's pretty good, but like, and a lot of people I've talked to um, have said, it's like, oh yeah, they were pr- the, the effects are good, but the place where I personally think they overdid it was the Mustafar scene, where mm-hmm. literally, like this was pointed out to me by a, a co-worker and I rewatched it and I kind of agree with him on it, it's like, literally, the last scene is 90% of the time, all you see is two sticks of light moving. Yeah. I'd agree with that, yeah. <laughs> On a no, pretty-looking background. Like... Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely give you that one there. I mean, it's just... The whole franchise has always been a bit of a mess. I mean, that's really what I'm coming down to, is that... I know we all love Star Wars, and we want to go and treat it like it has been this great thing the whole time, but really, each one of those stories, and this is something I actually love about it the more that I've thought about this over the years, but what Star Wars is, is a whole bunch of stories of varying qualities that's come together in this larger concept. So you can love one element from this and love another element from this, and ultimately, it makes everything better. But there is a lot of questionable stuff. There's a lot of crap in between. I'm one of those guys, you know, I'm in that 50% that absolutely loved Episode Eight. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was the I best I really liked it, too. I think it was, yeah. cinematically, it is a very good movie. Like, it's, But yeah, going... It's the, best, it's the best of them that's come out, as far as that's concerned. Yeah. But... It also had a lot of stuff that was very different from the other films, and I totally understand why some people hate it. I really do. But I have to go and defend it going and saying, it's got all of the right elements put together. It's the most polished, I would make the argument, of the Star Wars films that have come well, out. Yeah, like go- going back to like my argument, I was like, yes, I... Oh, by the way, the pebble hit the ground a few minutes ago here. So okay, so, yeah. yeah, I figured yeah, it was you're... at least... Yeah, it was, it was yeah, a long Yeah, it only took like an hour to get there. <laughs> yeah, but personally with me, going back and looking at what I'm saying, it was like, I might end up watching those films as well. Like, I, I, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of stuff that I miss. And this is personally for me, like, yeah. I, uh, I, I like the old my old stories and I enjoy them. And I'm... I'm just being a little bit of a hard ass about it, I guess. I, like, eventually, I'm pretty sure I will watch it, and who knows, I might actually enjoy them in the end. But, eh. yeah, that's really all I can really say about it. Going well, and if I can throw something out, because I don't want to go and make you feel like we've been attacking you or anything. Oh no, 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 no! This, I, I but, like, but I know there's a lot of people like you that are out there, and I don't want them to go and feel like this either. Because here's the thing that all of us need to go and respect is that for some people this new trilogy this new era of Star Wars it might not appeal to you at all you may be you know what some would call a purist I would go and call more of a classic appreciator of the franchise and yes things have changed they have gotten different they are yes they are different that is true yeah. yeah you know look at what happened with Star Trek you have the J.J. Abrams, you know, Bad Robot series that came out, you know, a few years before we went and had Episode 7 premiere. They rebooted that whole franchise. And, I mean, they literally rebooted it. They actually even show you how they do it in the film. They rebooted that whole thing. And 
for a lot of people, it is the worst uh, Star Trek movie that's come out. Sorry, which one? I'd actually... Uh, the Star Trek reboot that came out uh, six or seven with, years ago. Oh, um... Yeah. With the Romulan guy in the big ship, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Right. And it the was con really, was really good. <laughs> yeah, I I actually I actually really liked that initial movie. Into Darkness eh, had some issues, but you know, I, I'm even willing to forgive that because Beyond was fucking awesome. But I know a lot of people that are original generation or next generation uh, Star Trek fans that aren't happy with the changes that they made to the franchise. Yeah, because like a lot of people hate it when they go, "Oh, time travel." Yeah, that's (laughs) just it. (laughs) Like, yeah, like you guys have watched Discovery, right? Yeah, fucking amazing. They've done a nice job with that one. I'll admit, I had no interest in it. I'm like, I paid a lot of attention to it. I watched it. I thought it was like really, really cool, and it's done well, and like all of that. And I'm like, huh. This is not bad, and I knew, and it's, and it's not really ever said where it is, like where it is in the in the timeline. But I personally think it's really cool. Yeah, no, but that's also something that is somewhat divisive around Star Trek fans. Mm-hmm. They're not really willing to go and try a new era, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to remain with your era going and being what you think of as the true Star Trek, the true Star Wars, that's fine. There is nothing wrong with that. I, you know, as much as I, like I said, I've already just gushed and glowed about episode eight. God, John and I went and did a fucking podcast about it because we just had so much to talk about. That's something that, while I appreciate, I'm still always going to be an original trilogy fan more than anything else because I appreciate the history that came along with it. I appreciate the pageantry and the things that were tried, the experimental nature of it. That's something that went and got to me. It was something I grew up with as a kid. And I loved it then, and I love it just as much, if not more now, because I know more about it. Episode 8, while I can describe it as being the most polished, the most finished, the most well done of the movies that's come out on an objective standard, the reality is... I'm still going to keep watching A New Hope over and over and over and over again. Episode 8? Yeah, I've watched it four times now. I'm probably going to watch it a lot more times. But the reality is, I'm going to watch the original trilogy all the way until I die. This trilogy? I don't know how it's going to stand in the end. Episode 9 might completely screw it up and go and take away all the good graces of Episode 8. I don't know. But I'm going to give it a try. Just the same way I did with Episode 7, the same way I did with Rogue One. I'm doing this because I love this franchise and I want to see more of it. And that's ultimately what Disney tapped into. People love Star Wars. They love all of the elements of it that have been brought before us. But Lucas didn't know how to handle his own property. If he was just an idea guy and somebody else had been managing the projects... I believe that there never would have been that 17-year gap between trilogies. I think we would have had a lot more. And it wouldn't just be 
the Ewoks movies that nobody wants to go and talk about. It wouldn't <laughs> be the Star Wars Christmas special. It wouldn't be droids, the TV series. It wouldn't go and be a whole bunch of comics that nobody can remember. It wouldn't be 130-some books that only like a half dozen of them people are really passionate about, and they just like the other ones because it's connected to the half dozen that they're really, <laughs> really passionate about. I think you would have had more of that stuff that people would have really been into. It would have been cultural. It would have been what Star Trek was able to remain. Even after Gene Roddenberry died, they kept that franchise going. Sometimes it was through reboots. Sometimes it was through new concepts, side stories. People wanted more Star Trek, and they were able to do it. Lucas got in the way of himself. Disney, at least for the moment, is giving people what they're asking for. The fact that some of the highest-grossing movies of all time have been films that were from a franchise that was dead just a decade ago is really amazing. I'll appreciate it for that. And I understand the people that don't you know, appreciate it the same way. We all have a right to that. There's no problem. I would just go and ask that, whereas I'm willing to go and try something new and experience it, even if it's a reboot of something that I've known previously, it would have been so easy with the horrible advertisement for the Power Rangers movie just to go and ignore that as trash and just trying to cash in on something that people loved as a kid. Another nostalgia flick. There was a lot of heart put into that movie, and I loved it, even though it was extremely different. Granted, that's now a dead movie franchise, and, you know, probably never going to get that sequel, but... Hey. Yeah, they even teased it. Yeah. I know. I mean, that's uh, we could we could go on about that one, but we're not going to. We've run too long anyway. I would rambled. you call the, would you call that as your fi as your finisher there? I you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, just treat I've things already... with an open mind, and if yeah. you haven't seen it, there's nothing wrong with saying I'm not interested. It just doesn't appeal to me. It's not my Star Wars. It's not my Power Rangers. It's not my Star Trek. Let's just, you I'm, know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And to finish it for me is like, I'm not yeah. saying that I'm, I, like, I don't know. I may see it. I may never see it. Who freaking knows? But eventually it's like, eh, who, who knows? It might become my Star Wars, but my Star Wars will always be like what I, like, it would be my stories. Like, I will always see the extended universe as my Star Wars. Yeah. Like I I, re I read the X wing the X wing series. I read the continuation of the of the Skywalker families. I read the Bob the Boba Fett like the Bounty Hunter series. That was a good one too. <laughs> like uh, I, some can, of those are I, beautifully written. <laughs> Can, can we just agree that if the you know one of the rumored side story projects in addition to the you know Obi Wan Kenobi movie is supposedly a Boba Fett film. Can, can we just go and agree that if that ever gets greenlit, we're just going yeah, <laughs> regardless yeah. of personal feelings of the franchise? Just, oh, I oh. need that. I need that fucking movie. <laughs> like, I don't... I, I've seen a lot of Boba Fett in... Uh, in I'm going to be one of those guys that says Boba Fett is a little over... Oh, over I'm, yeah. Like, but oh, quick God, question. Yes. In the Rebels film, where did the Boba Fett start? Like, uh, in the Clone that? Wars. Clone Wars. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, in the Clone yeah, Wars. Yeah, because I I remember there there was a story. There was actually a, a trilogy of books. Like no, they weren't really that big or anything. They were kind of more young adult style. And but there was a talking. It started literally after 
like literally remember the scene from the second mo- um, second mm-hmm. of the new trilogy where Boba Fett picks up Jango's helmet. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly where it picks up. Okay, yeah. he finds yeah. his father's armor. He's able to get it, and then get to Slave One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean in Clone Wars we saw him, you know. Because Clone Wars takes place, you know, within a year of the end of Episode 2, mm-hmm. but before Episode 3. Mm-hmm. So, he's still young. It's not long after that. Like the, yeah, like the, ten, like the... Yeah, and then he actually starts working within the next... Like, the next year or two, He because, yeah, he actually Yeah, no, in, in, in Clone Wars, in Clone Wars, he is, like, a bounty hunter, and he's still a kid, and he's, like, kind of learning the ropes and everything, and... yeah. Like, He's there's got a whole, slave there's one. a whole story thing that goes with it. It was, it was really good, but I would like to see that in more detail. Yeah, watch Clone Wars. I yeah, you it know what really... I mean. Yeah, like there was you a see... whole thing where he like he some I think he was doing something with the banking clans. Like it was interesting to me. Okay, interesting. Yeah, but yeah, in any no, case, I... though, yes, I agree with you. I might see it. I might not. Who knows? But that's just where I'm going to leave it. Tyler, yeah, no, that's, what, that's where what, you're at. Tyler, what's your closing statement? I oh, I gotta have a closing statement. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do I even need hold to on, say hold anything? On. I know exactly what Tyler's gonna say. Okay, Cole, wait, wait. you're an idiot. Hey, take us Is home. It? Okay. Thank you. Every- <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for uh, for another episode of Turbo, a Soccer Rangers podcast. Wow, um, he actually got it right twice, both at the beginning and at the end. And he did it last week, too. Not that anybody will ever hear that. Yeah, whatever. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. What irony is that? The one time he got it right. God, is, is he recording now? Is he still recording? Or is yes, this I'm thing... still recording. I, I double-checked. Oh, he, be- he better be. If he isn't, then I'm going to go and fill in everything that he said in the worst voice possible. No, technically, as soon as you... Uh, Do as your diva as, voice. As, yeah. Oh my god! No, um, no. As soon as you said, I like not that he's gonna hear anything. I literally flipped back over to Dacity to double check. Um, but no, because yeah, I swear to God, if not, I'm gonna go. I hate Star Wars because J.J. Abrams a pedophile, and he probably went and did it with Jar Jar Binks. That will be your voice uh, did they, time. Did uh, was that the one where we talked about Cole liking young kids? <laughs> yes, yes, it was. <sighs> Oh man, you're right. We missed it. Oh, Cut the world out. will never hear this. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. Uh, take us out, Cole. Hurry up. Yeah, yeah. Please cut that section out. Oh yeah, no, we're, we'll, I'll cut that part out. That's Thank more fun you. for us at this He's point. He's not cutting that part out. If you shut up, Tyler, I'll beat you with a stick. Um, what kind of stick? I have a big bam. I have a bamboo cane in, in this house somewhere. Hurry up, guys! Out. Anyways, thank you once again for joining us. We hope that you join us next week. Um, if you have any questions, you can, of course, contact us in one of the apparently like six or seven ways that we have, apparently. Um, you can ch- check us out on Twitter at Soccer Rangers at, on Twitter. You can also check us out on iTunes at Soccer Rangers. You can also, if you need to, you can give us a, shoot us an email at SoccerRangersPodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, if you wanted to check out all of our past episodes, you can check us out on SoundCloud. We still have a little bit of an archive there. And, of course, you can check us out on Twitter, on, uh, sorry, on iTunes. And 
go back and watch them as Google many times Play. as you want. We're on Google Play too. Oh yeah, that's I forgot about that. We're also on Google Play, and for some strange reason, it sounds really good on there. I have no idea why. But in any case, though, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. We hope to hear you from you. You come back to us again and again, and enjoy the content we give that you give to you. We love doing this, and we enjoy giving you us our stupid conversations to for you guys to listen to. So thank you once again, and we hope that you will come back next time for for another soccer pod, a soccer Rangers podcast. Bye-bye.